Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop Anime Comics Lounge. Today my guest is professional wrestler Sassy Steffi, who has wrestled for Shimmer Shine and Women's Superstars Uncensored. And now obviously you've been heavily involved in these promotions as well as countless other promotions. How long have you been involved in the wrestling industry? I've been in the wrestling industry for, goodness gracious, let me think, 10 years. It'll be 11 in August. And how long have you been wrestling for? I've been wrestling for, it'll be nine years in March since my first match. Uh, I started off as a ring announcer way back when, 10 years ago. Jeez, I feel old. And after that, a bunch of people asked, will you come ring announce for us? What about for us? What about for us? Okay, yeah, sure, no problem, whatever. And one of the wrestlers asked me, he was like, why? Why don't you train and be a wrestler? And I was like, why didn't I ever think of that? So that's how that happened. And how did you go about transitioning from ring announcing to becoming a wrestler? There wasn't really a big difference. Uh, nobody like did a storyline with it or anything like that. It was just kind of like, okay, I'm done ring announcing now. This is the role I'm doing. And people were thrilled with that. For some reason, a lot of people think they can ring announce, but they really can't. So people were like, oh, you're going to wrestle now? No problem. We'll just ask Joe Blow down the street to ring announce. And then they're like, oh, we don't really want this person doing it because they're not very good. But people want to be in the business for different reasons. And how did you go about finding a school to train at? Well, I was very certain that I wanted to find a school that had women there already. So I went around and I was looking at different schools because I'm originally from Ohio. And I went to one show that I was familiar with. I didn't ring announce, but they were in the area in Ohio they were, which was kind of like centralized Ohio. They didn't really have any competition. So they were like a big deal there. And so I had heard of them. I just hadn't worked with them. But I went to one of their shows and it had, this is granted nine, ten years ago. Well, more than that. So anyway, whatever it was, ten plus years ago, it was Lexi Lane versus Chantel Taylor, which now everybody knows Lexi Lane as Madison Rain. And Chantel Taylor was in TNA for a while also as Taylor Wilde. So I saw those girls wrestle. Lexi Lane, Madison, is from that promotion. That's where she trained. I love the match. I contacted the guy that ran that, which is uh, Big Guns Jeff Cannon in Coshocton, Ohio, and started training there right away. And in this school, what did your training consist of, and how was it divided between actual wrestling and promos? Well, for him, there wasn't a lot of work on promos necessarily. It was more, you came here to learn how to wrestle, so that's what you're going to do. I don't want to say towards the end, because you should never stop training, but towards my end with him, he was doing more promo-oriented stuff. It wasn't things that we did frequently. It was more, let's get in the ring, let's learn how to bump first, learn how to chain wrestle after that, learn some moves, put together a match. He was more old school, which is the style that I think that I work best in anyway. So it was more psychology than anything. And then kind of my personality just kind of built on past personalities that I loved, like Sensational Sherry. So coming up with a promo and thinking of Sensational Sherry was pretty easy. And while you were in this school, how did ring announcing and your previous work with ring announcing help you with the wrestling? If at all. Well, I think it helped that a lot of promotions already knew who I was. So even though, you know, I was ring announcing and wrestling are two totally different aspects of the world of wrestling. People were like, oh, I already know who this girl is. Oh, I see that girl on the poster. Well, she used to ring announce. Now she's wrestling. Oh, that's cool. So... I think that helped me in a way when I first got started. I don't want to say I had a name about me because I didn't. I was just doing little promotions in Ohio, but I definitely think it helped in a way to kind of establish who I was already. 
And now in 2007, you made your first debut in OCW Ladies Night. How did you discover this promotion? That's where I trained was OCW, Ohio Championship Wrestling. And my trainer came up to me and he was like, okay, so we're going to do this all women show in March and you're going to be in it. And I was like, am I ready for that? Like, I didn't have a lot of confidence behind myself. But my first match was with Madison, which as I mentioned, you know, her and I were training together when she was there. Because even before she made it into TNA, she still had quite a presence about her and she was getting booked all over the country and at least I knew I was going to have a match with her and I trained with her so it was going to be great and we actually because it was a big deal for him this was the first ever women's show he was doing he was introducing the first ever women's title there with OCW so we actually practiced that match for probably three months straight just so it would be okay because he was bringing in people like ODB Josie um Allison Danger Sarah Del Rey people like this that he's like Stephanie's way out of her league especially for my first match so he's like, I want to make sure that you don't look like a fool and I don't look like a fool because I trained you. And and actually, I remember talking to Madison and she told me that match that we had, granted, we practiced it, like I said, for probably three months straight, actually went on her DVD that she sent to TNA, one of the matches. So that's pretty cool. And what were you feeling prior to this match and during this match? Really, I didn't think I was ready, especially the weeks leading up to it. Like, I had the basics down, but I didn't know if I was ready. And then, like, I'm standing in the back, and Jeff's wife at the time comes back, and I'm going to be the first person out the gate, except for the ring announcer and Jeff, you know, my trainer, who was going out to show the belt off. It's the first ever women's title, show it off, all that kind of stuff. So I was the first woman out the gate that night. And so his wife comes back. It's probably about an hour and a half before the show starts and she's like how many tickets did you print up for this and he's like I don't know like 250 or something she's like well we ran out of tickets what do I do and he's like we'll just start marking on people's hands that they paid or whatever okay no problem I'm like oh no sweat 250 people first show okay all right no problem and then probably like a half hour later you know about an hour before the show starts she comes back again and she goes um how many seats do we have here and he's like oh well we have sitting we have like actual chairs we have like 300 and then the bleachers have like an extra like 100, 150, depending on the size of people. She's like, well, there's no more room to sit anywhere. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm going to be the first woman out the gate, first match of the night, and no pressure. None whatsoever. None. I mean, it's not bad enough that all of these women that have way more experience than I do are here. And I'm the first one out the gate. And there's already a sold out standing room only crowd. And there's still an hour to go to the show. So no pressure at all. I mean, I was not nervous in the slightest. And what was it like wrestling somebody who helped influence you to become a wrestler? It was awesome. Madison and I at that time were very, very good friends because we were in the ring constantly together. Like I said, when she wasn't out doing the tour around the States and so on and so forth, when she was at training, I was in the ring with her a lot. I also, when she wasn't there, I was training with the boys. That was something I found very important because in my career, I've wrestled a lot of women who are larger and some that work or wrestle like men. It was very important, I think, at that time that I got to wrestle with men as well because that became such a big deal in my career going into the future. I wrestled Amazing Kong like last year. So obviously she's not like your typical women's wrestler. It's not like I'm stepping in the ring with Madison Rain, who's my height and all that. So uh, I thought it was great that I got to work with her. And you were in a 
three-year on-and-off feud with Madison Rain. How did that feud help you to break out as a wrestler and get you out of Ohio? Well, she was really influential in that because, like I said, she was already touring the country, already doing these things. So when she would go on these adventures to wherever... She'd be like, oh, I have an opponent. If you don't mind, I'll bring her with me. Or if you don't have somebody in mind. And they're like, oh, you have somebody in your car with you. Great. So I was riding with her all over the place. In fact, when Dave Prezak contacted me the first time about going to Shimmer, it was because Ashley and Nevaeh had put in the good word for me. Like, hey, we wrestle this girl in Ohio all the time. You know, she's new in the business, but you should give her a shot. So that's how I got into Shimmer was with her recommendation. And now also while you were in OCW, you wrestled Jessica Havoc and Nevaeh. How did these matches come about? Well, I mean, I was very, very lucky when I broke into the business. Jessica was already out and about as well. And so was Nevaeh. And Jessica, I've known before I was even ring announcing when I was just going to shows, I had met Jessica. I mean, we weren't like close friends or anything like that, but I had met her. So I've known her for probably 12 years or so now. So working with her was great because I already had that familiarity with her. And then Nevaeh, she was a couple hours away in Dayton, Ohio. So it was really convenient for me that I broke into a scene that already had women who were established, who could lead me to a good match and in turn become some of my best friends in the business. And now while you were wrestling in OCW, you began to wrestle in PWR, where in September 2008, you won the PWR ladies title. How did that match come about? Well, PWR, there was me, Angel Dust, a girl at the time, her name was Ecstasy, and then she changed her name to Britney Force later on. We were pretty much the only three girls in that area at the time, because where Madison was, and where Jessica was, and where Nevaeh was, it was a bit too far, so they didn't really want to dish out too much money, as most promotions don't want to, and the least amount they can, so I was green, I was like, I need to get more experience, and of course, you know, Ashley Nevaeh and Jessica really kind of cultured me but then I needed to go out on my own and kind of wrestle other people as well so I could see where my level of talent really was because if they're carrying the matches am I really that good of a wrestler that I think so I had to go out and always between the three of us I don't think PWR ever brought in another woman at that time until probably two or three years later when other women started appearing more in the Pennsylvania area and now holding the belt for the very first time how did that affect you psychologically as a wrestler it's crazy because the promotion expects so much out of you enough that they're like you are somebody that we can put on a poster you are somebody that we have faith in to go out and have good matches every show so it's a lot of responsibility but you know i try not to overthink it too much because then might get to me a little bit but you know it was always fun being a champion is always a good time and you held the title for six months How did you feel wrestling the same people over and over again? Well, Angel Dust and I actually started on the same day, just at two different places. Our first match, we were on the same night. So her and I were pretty much on the same level. And then Ecstasy, I was actually one of her first matches. It was really difficult because between the three of us, there was no real veteran. We were all so young in the business, less than a year. So it was a great learning experience because I really had to step up my game and so did they. And we were constantly learning 
and growing and changing. And it was really a great time. And now after you lost the title to Ecstasy, you and Angels Dust were booked in a tag team title match. How did this team form? They wanted something different. And Angel, Dust, and I, like I said, we have very, at that point, very similar past in wrestling. We're super green. And I just think the boys wanted to beat up on the girls. Like, hey, there's two new girls. Let's just beat up on them. So they did. And for some reason, they just went with it for a while. And it was fun. But I mean, I'm not a very large person in general. Like I'm 5'3", I'm pretty short. But Angel Dust, I'm pretty sure, is like five foot tall and maybe, maybe 100 pounds. So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. Because, you know, most guys in the wrestling business are 150 pounds to 300 pounds and usually 5'8 to 6 foot whatever. So it was definitely a mismatched teams as far as that was concerned. And how did the locker room react when you beat Bone Crusher to win the PWR tag team titles? <laughs> You know what? I think they just thought it was funny. Like, these two small, petite little girls just beat up these two guys. And it's wrestling, so, like, you know, everybody knows it's predetermined and stuff. But it was a lot of fun. Like, everybody was just having a good time with it. Maybe you have the statistics there. I don't think we were tag champions for very long. <laughs> like, I think two months maybe or something. So now, after that, let's talk about the big three wrestling promotions that you were in. How did you first find Shimmer? I wish I still had the email because it was such a long time ago. Back when I was ring announcing, way back when, I got an email from Dave Prezak. And he was like, hey, I'm going to start this all-women's promotion and it's going to be called Shimmer. Do you want to ring announce? And I was like, I'm a terrible ring announcer, at least I thought I was. So I was like, I just didn't even respond. Like, obviously, I knew who Dave Prezak was through his work with Ring of Honor and stuff. But I was just like, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I thank you for the opportunity, but I'm good. You know, I was like, I don't know about this shimmer thing. And then I started wrestling. And as I said, you know, the confidence that Nevaeh and Madison or as I know her, Ashley, because her name at that time, she's had many wrestling names, but the one that I wrestled her the most was Ashley. So the vote of confidence they gave Prezak for me was the reason why I came to shimmer. And while in shimmer, you wrestled Kimberly Cash Leva Bates, Nevea, and Madison Rain, who we just mentioned. How did you feel about the talent pool compared to OCW? Oh, goodness. Shimmer is a completely different level of wrestling compared to, at that time, there weren't a lot of women's promotions around. Now there's quite a few. But at that time, Shimmer was the only, I don't want to say main stage, but I guess that's the best word for it. Because, I mean, it's not WWE. Like, everybody considers it. But, like, to be at Shimmer, you had to be top-tier talent. So to go there, and I luckily had met already a lot of the girls because I've been a huge professional wrestling fan for many years prior to even getting involved ring announcing or wrestling wise so I had a lot of great opportunities to wrestle with a lot of great women there and you know it's crazy now because my time through Shimmer I sit and watch NXT and WWE now and I'm like oh look at all my friends they're doing so good they're from Shimmer like I wrestled that girl Shimmer or maybe I didn't get the opportunity to but you know I got to hang out with them and it's really great to see all of like the people that came up from Shimmer during the last god how many years now 10 years with Shimmer you know to see them come up it Excel the way that they did. Everybody knows that Sarah Del Rey is the assistant trainer at NXT. It's just absolutely amazing to see how the Sarah I knew grow into the Sarah that's now just completely dominating the training there. She's the first ever women's trainer there at WWE, like a big trainer. I mean, they probably had a couple 
here or there come in, but she's actually hired at WWE to train. And now starting in 2011 in this promotion, you had a heel turn. What prompted you to turn heel? I'm naturally a very good heel in the ring. I don't know why, like I'm such an optimistic, lovely person in real life, at least I think anyway. But for some reason, it's so much easier for me to come out with a mean face and say nasty things to people than it is to smile. And like I tell people a lot of times, it's so much easier for you to walk through a curtain and be like, I hate you. And the crowd be like, yeah, I hate you too. Then it is to come through the curtain with a smile and be like, love me. And they're like, who are you? I don't know. Maybe that's why naturally I just kind of go towards the heel role or maybe that's just the way I get my aggression out in life. I don't know. Like I'm so happy normally, but probably because I get to beat up my opponents every weekend. And one of your major rivalries in a tag team with Nevia or Jessica Havoc was against Regeneration X. Oh yeah. How do you feel that these matches went? I have to say, when I first got into the business, Allison, besides Sensational Sherry, Allison Danger is probably my idol. And right when I met her previously at Ring of Honor shows, and but like she didn't know who I was because I was a fan, whatever. But when I started wrestling, one of my friends at the time was like, "Oh, Stephanie's so excited to like wrestle on the same show as you." Blah 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 blah, making me seem like a complete and utter like idiot, you know. But it was great because she. Ended ended up being like so sweet about it I mean she's one of the nicest people anyway and she kind of took me under her wing at the time and was kind of like helping me grow I still call her mama danger every so often because she's really been a huge influence in my life so I wish I wish I wish I wish I could have had more matches with her before she retired I think I've tagged with her I've tagged against her but I think I've only wrestled her one-on-one once and I just wish a million times over I could have done that more because learning from her like for me is heavenly like she's so easy to work with and she's such a nice person and random story about the time we worked in uh, New Jersey the one time we worked one-on-one she had just come back to wrestling from being pregnant and I was hopped up on that time on red lines the energy drinks love them so I would drink them all the time before shows and I'd just be like ready to go you know so she's like oh bring me one and she's like I haven't had caffeine in like two years since I've had the baby and I'm like, okay. So I gave her one before the beginning of the show. We were, I think, first after intermission or something. So if you're not used to drinking caffeine or red lines at all, it warns you on the bottle, don't drink more than a quarter of it because your body's not going to be adjusted to that much caffeine. And she drank the whole bottle after not drinking caffeine for two years. So during intermission, we're first up after intermission, she is laying in the trash can, puking her guts out. And I was like, oh my god this is gonna be so terrible but no she dragged her head out of the trash can we went down had a great match it was so much fun because we had this match planned and then we had to totally change it because as a baby face and I was gonna do head scissors and hurricane ranas and all these things that I don't ever do and you know now she's sick so the last thing I want to do is be flipping her around all the time (laughs) and have her puke on me so we literally had to reroute the whole match in the ring. So such a, an amazing learning experience working with her. And like I said, I just wish I would have had more opportunities to do it with her one-on-one. Now, the second big promotion that you were in after Shimmer was Women Superstars Uncensored. How did you come across this promotion? Like I said, Jessica, Nevaeh, and Ashley, or Madison, were really huge influences on a lot of things that I did in the beginning of my career. And when I first started in WSU, I had a couple people actually pulling for me. Jessica Havoc, obviously, because 
her and Haley Hatred were driving from the Cleveland area and I'm in that same area at the time. So they're like, oh, we have this other girl, you know, it'll save you on gas if you just bring her in our car with us because then it's three people instead of just two or whatever. So the promoter's like, yeah, cool, okay, whatever. And then Amber O'Neill, who at that time, still one of my really good friends, she kind of vouched for me too, so much so that she was my first match at WSU. And it was awesome because we had quite the awesome rivalry going on down in the Carolinas and up in Ohio and we got to bring it to New Jersey. It wasn't the same story, but we got to show like our chemistry in the ring together. And some of your early matches obviously was with Amber O'Neill as well as Angelina Love mm-hmm. and Brittany Savage. How do you feel that those matches were played out being you were new to WS? Well, my my first match, like you said, was Amber, and then my second match was Cindy Rogers, which was awesome because I had respected her so much because she's the definition of technician. So being able to get in the ring and work with her was awesome because, again, I was only a couple years in the business at the time, and I was able to hang with Cindy Rogers. I was able to chain wrestle with her and, and technical wrestle with her, and so I was really proud. And then when the next show came up, the promoter, the Mick, was like, oh, I'm going to have you versus Angelina Love. And I was like, what? What? Are you crazy? Like, why are you going to put me with her? Like, what did I do and all that? I don't know, whatever. But I was like, I'm going to take the opportunity and run with it. And a couple years later, uh, I was talking to the Mick, who uh, no longer owns WSU. In fact, I still talk to him often, mostly about hockey, though, because my team and his team are rivals. But anyway, so uh, he was like, do you know why I put you in that match with Angelina? And I was like, no, I have no idea why you would do something like that. And he was like, because I knew that you could wrestle Cindy. And if you could put on a good match with Angelina, that I could do anything with you. And to me, besides Jessica Ashley, in Madison, probably the Mick was the most influential person as far as how I wrestle and my character that's come to be because he really brought out a lot out of me, Jessica, and my tag partner, Allison Kay, in the Midwest Militia. He kind of let us have the reins and run with it, but I don't think any other company in the world would have given us the same amount of creative process that we had there, and that really kind of developed me into who I am now. I got to experiment a lot with what I wanted to do. Me and Allison were tag champions at WSU, I think, for like two and a half years straight or something ridiculous like that. I mean, it was a long time. When the Midwest Militia, the three of us, Jessica, Allison, and I, had every single WSU title at one time. So he really put a lot of faith and focus in us, and we got to run with it, develop who we are now. I mean, I see Allison and Jessica, and we're all three doing separate things now, but I see so much of that character growth just from being at WSU. Now, this is a perfect segue. The Midwest Militia, whose idea was it to form it up? It was the mix. He was like, I'm going to put you three together. He's like, you guys just have to come up with a name. And we're like, okay. He's like, what about the Buckeye Bitches? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no. First off, Allison Kay's not even from Ohio. She's from Detroit. I'm like, but we'll come up with something. So Jessica and I were sitting outside of a show. Actually, I think I was wrestling Jessica because it was her home promotion that she was working at. Anyway, it was in Ohio. And we're sitting outside and we're just kind of thinking and 
I'm like, well, we're all from the Midwest. And yeah, okay, Midwest, Midwest. Uh, you know, what can we play on with Midwest? We both sat there and kind of at the same time looked at each other and was like, militia. So it was the mixed brainchild. But like I said, Jessica, Allison, and I had a lot of creative freedom to do what we wanted. And when we gave him the name, he wasn't sure about it at first. But he's like, well, let's try it out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it took off like wildfire, the name, and everybody loved it. And for a while, WSU and the Midwest Militia there wasn't much in wrestling that people who didn't know who at least the Midwest Militia were because we were doing such big things like he put us in the first ever all women's war games match that was absolutely unheard of so we were breaking ground I guess is the best way to explain it it was kind of cool because that night of the war game show Melina was there she had just been released from WWE and she's like I am so excited to see what you girls do in the ring and then of course we introduced the machete and handcuffed them to the ring and all this crazy stuff that who does in wrestling except for I don't know maybe Jessica me and Allison and so uh, she was like girls she's like that was awesome but WWE would never let any of us do that ever she's like that was just great I was like wow you know maybe we really did something here and being that all three of you at one point held all the titles in WSU as well as being in the war games match do you feel that WWE has taken some of your fire with their divas revolution this was several years ago before the divas revolution I don't want to say like we inspired it or anything like that but the girls who are currently in WWE who are considered the revolution like Charlotte Bailey Becky Sasha, those girls are doing their own thing. They're setting new records and boundaries that women's wrestling had never been taken to before. I don't want to say that we started it or had anything to do with it, but it's great to see things like that happening within women's wrestling because when WWE is doing well, usually the independents are doing well. So right now, women's wrestling and the independent, just look at some of what Kimberly is doing right now in Santana. These girls are just absolutely killing it in the indies. I think between the two of them probably own every belt in the world right now. Now, eventually the Midwest militia was dissolved. And how do you feel about the stable breaking up? You know, it was really sad because... AK and Jess and I had been riding together for three, four years, and Jessica had moved. I was getting ready to move, and it just so happened I was at WSU, and Jessica wasn't going to be able to make the show. She was having some kind of travel issues, and Allison K was in Japan, and we were still tag champions at the time, me and Allison. And they were like, you know what? There's no better time than now. Stephanie, why don't you cut a promo on Jessica? Because we knew it was coming eventually. So I'm like, okay. So I wrestled Santana on the show. I beat her. And then I cut this promo. And people were just like, oh my God, I can't believe she just said that. And it was crazy because like whenever we do the live iPay-per-views for WSU, anytime you're wrestling or doing a promo or anytime you're anywhere near the ring, you're getting tons and tons of new tweets towards you live tweeting the WSU shows. It's Sassy Steffi versus Santana. Okay, Stephanie cuts a promo. Uh-oh, Stephanie's talking about Jessica and then Jessica getting wind of it and just kind of blew up from there but Allison and I never really broke up or anything in fact her and I never lost the tag titles I was tagging with Jessica a show or two later against uh, Kimberly and Annie Social and Jessica turned on me therefore Kim and Annie went over and pinned me one two three 
So Allison never technically lost the tag titles. So me and Allison are in limbo, I guess. We're still friends. We have no issues with WSU, but Jessica with her uh, most recent return, we may, me being the boss of WSU, may see that in the future. And then finally, let's talk about Shine. How were you introduced to Shine? Immediately, as soon as it came out, everybody pretty much knew about it because planning on doing an all-women show monthly in, in Florida, and everybody was like, oh, we got to be a part of this. Like, who doesn't want to go to Florida? Florida mm -hmm. is amazing. And it's going to be monthly, and it's the top-tier talent that's going to be there every month instead of two or three times a year with Shimmer. So it's like, everybody's got to be a part of that. I was a part of the second show and the third show, and after that, I lost track of the numbers because I've been a part of at least a dozen of them and they're at 30 something now so I know the people that run Shine because of Shimmer and they asked me if I wanted to come down and again who doesn't want to go to Florida especially when you're going to be working with the top tier talent and my first match there I can't remember if it was Mia first or Heidi Lovelace first but both of those women are extremely talented I love both of them dearly and it was just fun and so Shine it just took off from there and then in 2013, you formed the SNS Express with Jesse Bell, Smoothers, and Navaya. How did this team form about? Well, it was crazy because there was a show. It was me, Josie, and Jesse tagging together against Heidi and Solo and somebody else. I can't think of who it was. Anyway, and after that, they came up to me and they're like, we're going to put you and Jesse together. And I was like, what? I barely know this girl. I'm like, is it because we're both redheads? Like, is that it? And they're like, no, we just think you guys are going to have really great chemistry. So I'm like, okay, you obviously see something that I don't see. Because like I said, Allison, when I tagged with her, I'd known her for years. Nevaeh, I've known, again, for years. And Nevaeh at first wasn't a part of it. And so I was like, all right, we'll make this thing run. And then it was weird because it was one of those Midwest militia moments I had because they're like, all right, we got to give you guys a name. And I'm thinking for weeks, I'm trying to come up with stuff and I'm not liking anything that we're coming up with. And I was getting in the shower actually. And somebody was like, what about the SNS Express? And I was like, oh, that's perfect. And then they're telling us how Nevaeh is going to be joining us. So as I'm getting in the shower, I'm washing my hair or whatever I was doing. They're like, we're going to have to change your guys' name because SNS Express, like that was you and Jesse. I was like, no way, mothers, Nevaeh and Sass. It still works, SNS Express. So it just stuck and it was just random because somebody was like, you guys work a very old school style. I think rock and roll Express and all this. So it was just SNS Express. And then with the addition of Nevaeh in there, it was perfect. Now with the SNS Express, you had a major feud with the American Sweethearts. How oh, yeah. do you feel about this feud? Again, working with Amber, I love her to death. She is a great and talented worker. I mean, she just won the NWA Women's Championship <clears throat> from actually Santana, ironically enough. And Santana, I had worked with a bunch of times too. And Santana, is still to this day, I don't understand why she's not signed with WWE because she's gorgeous, she's talented, she's got charisma, she's unique. I mean, the girl has what I think to be the total package, but again, I'm not hiring at WWE, so what do I know? But it was so much fun to be the team that got to break those two up, the American sweethearts. It's pretty fun because they were tagging all over the U.S. together and then all of a sudden we broke them up and there was no more American sweethearts. I get to have really fun opportunities being a heel and breaking people up and it's fun. I 
love it. Now, Shine is every month. How do mm -hmm. you feel that feuds work in Shine with storylines? I love it because you don't get to sleep on it, really. It's one month after another, for the most part. Some months they don't do a show for whatever reason, but then they come back strong with another one after. And you don't get to, for example, like Shimmer, because it's two or three times a year, you have six months in between. So you're like, wait, okay, I know who's champion, but who is feuding with them at the last show and why? Like, sometimes you gotta think about it. Whereas Shine, you're like, I know that Taylor Maid is champion and this is what happened at the last show because it was only two, three weeks ago. Now she's got a title defense coming up, but I know that that's gonna happen at the next show. It keeps you more relevant, I guess. Like, people ask me, they're like, what's the difference between Shimmer, Shine, and WSU? I'm like, well, that's like comparing bananas, apples, and oranges. They're all fruits, but they all offer something completely different to everybody. And now, do you feel being a heel in Shine is easier than being a heel elsewhere? No. My character is pretty much the same everywhere I go, no matter what. Sometimes, you know, my tag team partner might change. Like, for example, at Shimmer, I'm a tag team partner with Nevea. And Allison K is a tag team partner with Taylor May. But if you go to WSU, my tag team partner is Allison K. If you go to Shine, it's Jesse Bell's mother. So that might change. But really, who I am, my moves, my character, everything that I do is pretty much the same. It's just the different chemistry between me and the different tag partners, depending on if I'm in a tag match or not. And while wrestling in all these promotions, do you have a favorite time that you were wrestling? Yeah, I definitely would say it was the War Games time. Like I said, there was so much character development and freedom to do what we want. At WSU, I still get the freedom to do whatever I want, but it's not exactly the same. With the Midwest Militia, I was really consulted. Like, this is what we're planning on doing. What do you think? Here, it's like, you're going to wrestle so-and-so. And I'm like, okay, cool. I saw the freedom within my match, do my character, do whatever I want there. But even though I'm the boss there, as they refer to me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and so on and so forth, I make some of the matches, but not all of them. And how do you divide your time between each promotion? Well, that's easily done because it's a constant thing between the owners of those companies. Okay, we're going to run this show, this date, this month. What are you running? Okay, you're running January 1st. I'm going to run January 7th. You're running January 7th. I'm going to run January 14th. You don't usually get three in a row right away unless it's April or October. So, like I said, Shimmer runs every about six months. So, um, it's not hard. For the most part, everybody keeps their dates separate from the other ones because a lot of the same talent is used in each promotion. Like, a lot of the people at Shimmer are used at Shine. A lot of the same people at Shine are used at WSU. WSU talents used at Shimmer. So, it doesn't do the promotions any justice to make us choose between which one we want to go to. Obviously, you've been wrestling for over 10 years, as we mentioned on the top of this podcast. Uh, what advice do you have for people who want to get into the wrestling industry? Oh, I have a lot of advice. It depends person to person, but mostly find a reputable school, one that isn't just going to rip you off for your money, and make sure that when you get there, you keep your mouth shut, you listen, you keep your mouth shut some more, you listen some more, you listen some more, you listen some more, work out and get your cardio in good order, and then shut up and listen some more. Because what other people are saying 
that have been in the business, you may not realize just a gem that they might lay out on you at any time. Like I said, Alice in Danger really took me under her wing when I was first breaking out. And when I was in England, Soraya really kind of took me under her wing. And I got to learn a lot from her. And when she was in Montreal just a couple months ago, she actually brought her what I guess she would refer to as her wrestling Bible with her, which is where she's just wrote down different types of matches, different types of interlocking movements together that just make seamless wrestling. It's amazing. And some's Japanese style, some's British style, some's more the American style. And being able to touch and read some of the stuff that she has. I mean, God, she's been wrestling I don't even know how many years. It's just a wealth of knowledge to learn from. And like I said, when she took me under her wing when I was in England, which is five, six years ago now, she taught me how to to wrestle British style in the matter of about five, ten minutes. I could never do that on my own. So it's just listening and being respectful and taking advice from people who are your veterans is just the best advice that anybody could possibly give. And then finally, do you have anything you would like to promote? Facebook, Twitter, Pro Wrestling Tees, upcoming events, Instagram? Let me try to remember (laughs) all of the social media. There's so much nowadays. Facebook.com slash official sassy Steffi. Twitter.com slash sassy Steffi. And that's S. A-S-S-Y-S-T-E-P-H-I-E for those who don't know because some people get it all jacked up in the spelling. Instagram, Sassy Steffi. You can get a personalized message from me on celebvm.com slash Sassy Steffi. Pro Wrestling Tees slash Sassy Steffi. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Those are my three big ones. Hey, I just want to say thank you for listening to this week's podcast. And as always, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and anywhere else where you listen to your podcasts. And while you wait for next week's episode, you can check out my website, popanimecomics.com, for articles relating to anime, comics, wrestling, and pop culture. As well as you can follow us on Twitter, at popanimecomics, for all updates regarding the website, as well as this podcast. Till next week, everybody, have a wonderful week.